This is Ozarks at Large for Thursday, April 27th, 2023. I'm Kyle Kellums. And I'm Timothy Dennis. This is your public radio station, 91.3 FM KUAF, a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Later this hour, a free concert at the Juke Joint Saturdays, a preview of sorts of a big summer dedicated to the Ozarks, taking place in Washington, D.C. We'll explain in today's second half hour of the show. And Timothy tells us about plenty more live music from patios to living rooms taking place in the next few days. But first, the city of Lincoln is collaborating with Northwest Arkansas Regional Land Trust to perpetually protect Lincoln Lake, a treasured ecological and recreational destination a few miles north of the town. Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich takes us there. A gaggle of geese squawked this beautiful spring morning perched on the banks of Lincoln Lake. Several fishermen cast lures into the clear green water. In the distance, a paddle boat sweeps by. Josh Sanderson and Katie Bohannon clip on climbing gear to ascend rock bluffs along the lake shore. Lincoln Lake is a popular climbing destination. We've been climbing out here for probably three or four years now. Um, it's just a really nice place to come. It's local. Only place in the area that's local you can climb outside, really. Moore's Creek rushing beneath this low water concrete bridge feeds the lake upstream, a 60-acre conservation easement with Northwest Arkansas Land Trust works to better protect the lake's water quality. Now, land trust staff and city officials are collaborating to establish a conservation easement for this 400-acre watershed. Standing on the bridge, Mayor Doug Hutchins, a native of Lincoln, says the reservoir was first impounded in 1962 for flood control. And also a water source for the city of Lincoln. The city of Lincoln prior to that had been on a spring south of town, so it had about a two-and-a-half, three-inch water line supplying all the Lincoln out of an open spring. That was back in the era when tapping municipal springs were an Ozarkian tradition. The reservoir no longer serves as a municipal water source. And at, at that point, uh, it started becoming more of a recreational destination. Mostly just it was everybody's private fishing hole. And then moving, moving forward, I moved back. I'm from here. I grew up here. I've traveled and moved my family back here to raise my kids. About 2004, we've seen where the city council at that point in time was entertaining the idea of selling the lake off to private landholders. And we jumped in there and put a stop to that and got it locked in through a resolution to preserve it for a park going forward. The city park now features a hiking and cycling trail system constructed around the lake. 90 acres of water in it and uh, it's a horseshoe shape, so there's a lot of real craggy shoreline. It's very similar to Devil's Den's geography with water in it. Lincoln Lake City Park rules prohibit camping, swimming, open fires, motorized all-terrain vehicles and boats, hunting, and alcohol. We put together an agreement with Arkansas Game and Fish for them to take over managing the biology of the lake and the fish habitat. And also part of that deal was a cement launch ramp for the boaters. And we put together at the city, we put together this parking lot, but part of the deal was to maintain the integrity of the lake and the peacefulness of the lake, no gas motors. The mayor says it's time to place a conservation recreation easement on the park located on the Illinois River watershed. 
going forward as the area grows and the population density is expanding to our east at an exponential rate. We need to protect these areas. According to Marcia Nance, Director of Land Stewardship and Research for the Land Trust, the watershed is habitat for the endangered Ozark big-eared bat, as well as rare botanical species documented by the Arkansas Natural Heritage Commission. We want to preserve it going forward. You know, as, as in most places, I don't trust my successor. We don't know who that is. We don't know who that'll be 50 years from now. So we want to make sure that, that we've got this place set aside for whatever comes, you know, and, and protected going forward for our kids and grandkids. Grady Spann, Executive Director of Northwest Arkansas Land Trust, headquartered on Smokehouse Trail in Fayetteville, hikes up a bluff trail to an overlook to better explain the transaction. The way the conservation easement will work is we will work with the city of Lincoln to make sure that we are protecting what they want protected in perpetuity. In addition, we'll highlight and make sure natural areas for conservation value are protected. And that process will go through our board, through the city, uh, city board of directors, and then eventually it will be filed with the Washington County Courthouse as a permanent uh, attachment to the deed that belongs to uh, this area. The land trustee says secured a grant to pay certain expenses. In addition to that, we put money aside for a legal defense fund uh, for the stewardship of the land because once we put something in a conservation easement, we then monitor that land to make sure it is adhering to that conservation easement in perpetuity. So that's money is also uh, put away so that we can cover costs forever. Peering out over the lake, Span says there's been no opposition to the proposed land trust agreement. But the city council and the mayor have really been supportive of this whole project, which is exciting to me because this is a great example of how other communities can protect those very special places to make sure their citizens always have access to outdoor recreation. And access improvements have been made to accommodate a growing number of locals and visitors. This is a wonderful destination for people to uh, be encouraged to come to Lincoln, to spend a day here, but also visit the city of Lincoln. It's an economic thing for the city as well. And then in addition to that, we'll do a species inventory to make sure that those areas that are sensitive are also protected within the, the easement. And so the process is that, and it, it'll take a couple of three months uh, to get this done uh, because that easement once it's signed, it's in perpetuity, so we've got to get it right. Grady Spann worked for Arkansas State Parks for 28 years. In 2016, promoted to director of state parks before joining the Land Trust. Founded in 2003, the nonprofit Northwest Arkansas Land Trust works across 13 counties, so far conserving 6,700 acres, which include 47 public nature preserves and private conservation easements. Included are Flint Creek Headwaters Preserve in Benton County and Blackburn Bluffs, Wilson Springs Preserve, and the popular Kessler Mountain Reserve in Washington County. More details and ways to support this critical work can be found at nwalandtrust.org. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich. And later on today's show, the Juke Joint, inside the Prior Center on the Fayetteville Square, will be jumping Saturday evening. What we decided to do was talk about the musicians and cultures and musical styles from Northwest Arkansas that are going to be uh, 
a part of the program this summer. A free concert that blends contemporary and classic Ozarks. That's explained in our second half hour. Little Wing Productions presents Dave Mason coming to the City Auditorium in Eureka Springs Thursday, July 27th at 7.30 p.m. Reserve tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at tickets.thundertix.com. KUAF is supported by Dr. Kathleen Wong, a psychiatrist providing infusion therapy for treatment of depression and anxiety disorders. Following NIMH protocol, studies show ketamine infusion therapy can reduce suicidal ideation and is an effective alternative when other treatments fail. DrKathleenWong.com for more information. The deadline is almost here for the NPR Podcast Challenge, open to middle school and high school students. Entries must be submitted by the end of day tomorrow. You can find rules as well as tips for making a better-sounding podcast at npr.org. KUAF Public Radio and Stephen Cook, host of Arkansas, present a night celebrating Arkansas's 25th anniversary of highlighting Arkansas's pivotal role in American music. That's this Friday, April 28th, beginning at 6 p.m. at The Medium in Springdale. It will include a Q&A about Arkansas, heard every Monday on Ozarks at Large, with host Stephen Cook and KUAF Vinyl Hour host Lee Wood. That's followed by a screening of Cook's film Jump, The Louis Jordan Story. This Friday's event is free and open to all. For more information, arkansongs.org. Yesterday morning, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson announced his future political ambitions. Ozarks at Large's Matthew Moore reports. From the steps of the Benton County Courthouse on the Bentonville Square, former Governor Asa Hutchinson made it official. Today, I am announcing that I am a candidate for President of the United States. The location of the announcement was important for Hutchinson, who grew up in Benton County, had his first law firm just off the Bentonville Square, and previously served as Bentonville's city attorney. The former governor is unique in the current Republican primary field for being outspoken in saying that former president and leading candidate for the GOP, Donald Trump, should not run for re-election, and that in the midst of his current legal cases, he should drop out of the race. Hutchinson pointed out his executive experience and accomplishments while serving as the governor of Arkansas. We cut taxes and created record surpluses. We increased pay for teachers. We reduced regulations. We recruited industry and the private sector grew by over 100,000 jobs. Priorities in his speech included the economy, the southern border with Mexico, and securing the future of Social Security and Medicare. Hutchinson closed out his speech, noting the motto etched on the courthouse building just above him. Sovereignty rests with the people. The fate of the world's greatest democracy is in your hands. Thank you, Arkansas. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. May God bless the United States of America. Reporting from Bentonville, for Ozarks at Large, I'm Matthew Moore.
Tyson Foods is cutting 10% of corporate jobs at its headquarters and 15% of senior leadership jobs. Talk Business and Politics reports news of the cuts came in an internal memo from Tyson CEO Donnie King yesterday. Talk Business counted about 6,000 corporate jobs as part of the company in October 2022. The layoffs are to come this week and include senior management layoffs in the vice president and senior vice president ranks. The company also recently announced the closure of two plants, including one in Van Buren. That would mean the end of more than 1,500 jobs between those two closures. Northwest Arkansas City's sales tax revenue for the April report is up a combined 14 percent compared to the same time last year. Talk Business and Politics reports through the first four months of reporting in 2023, combined sales tax revenue for Springdale, Rogers, Fayetteville, and Bentonville is almost $36 million, up 12 percent from the first four months of 2022. Fort Smith, on the other hand, is reporting a more than 8 percent increase in sales tax revenue for the first quarter of 2023. Tonytown Mayor Angela Russell and individuals filed requests for the Arkansas Commission on Pollution, Control and Ecology to review petitions against an EcoVista landfill expansion permit. The Arkansas Department of Environmental Quality issued the permit allowing EcoVista to gain about 12 acres of Class 4 landfill. This is a space meant for waste such as construction and demolition trash. People's arguments in the request include air quality concerns and lack of municipal approval. EcoVista's officials filed a motion on Friday to lift the permit's pause. The company notes the permit's stay leads to negative business impacts and the exhaustion of capacity. U.S. Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas proposed legislation yesterday to regulate social media companies. The bill will require social media sites nationwide to verify the age of their users and prohibit children under the age of 13 from using social media. The proposed bill will mandate users show an ID to use social media, a stronger verification system than the current laws. Children over the age of 13 will need parental permission to set up a social media account. The law also bans algorithmic boosting for children before they turn 18. Senator Cotton says the bill is a common sense law. If a child is, say, too young to sign a contract or too young to open a bank account, in the real world, they're too young to sign terms of service agreement and use social media in the digital world. They're too young to see a rated R movie they're too young to be exposed to much of the content that is on social media. He was joined by a Republican senator, Katie Britt from Alabama, as well as two Democratic senators to present the bill. Democratic Senator Brian Schatz from Hawaii expressed his concerns that social media could be addictive. The duration of time the user spends on the app and the extent to which they engage with content is directly correlated with ad revenue. And social media companies have stumbled onto a stubborn, devastating fact. The way to get kids to linger on the platforms and to maximize profit is to upset them. A similar bill was signed into law by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders this month. The first Turnbow Park concert of the year in downtown Springdale will move from tonight to Sunday because of concerns about inclement weather. The free concert, featuring Puricoco and Funk Factory, will now start Sunday at 4.30 in Turnbow Park. The University of Arkansas is announcing the Distinguished Speaker event with author and YouTube creator Hank Green 
has been canceled because of unforeseen circumstances. Green had been scheduled to speak on May 3rd. Still very much happening, though, is tonight's scheduled distinguished lecture featuring actor Tyler James Williams from the ABC comedy Abbott Elementary. That takes place at Fayetteville Town Center. Salem Springs Dogwood Festival begins tomorrow and will last through Sunday. Lindsay Taylor, the community director for the Salem Springs Chamber of Commerce and the festival coordinator, says it's the 48th year for the festival. Held every year the last full weekend in April because the dogwoods are fully in bloom and um, just beautiful and add to the scenery of the festival. The Dogwood Festival is an arts and crafts festival that also has delicious food and entertainment and fun events that are associated with it as well. Taylor says tens of thousands of visitors are expected in downtown Siloam Springs this weekend. Hundreds of booths will display arts and crafts and vintage collectibles. 20 food vendors will dish out traditional southern foods, including fried green tomatoes, gumbo, bread pudding, smoked chicken dinners, catfish, alligator on a stick, kettle corn, homemade root beer, and fresh squeezed lemonade. A children's play area will include bungee jumping and a climbing wall. Taylor says there will be music, too. Mod Crawford is a Northwest Arkansas band, and they are um, going to be our headliner on Saturday night. On Friday, we have a band called the Creek Rocks, and they are out of Springfield, Missouri. They have just recently been at Silver Dollar City, and we'll be back there this summer. They're a duo folk band. And then on Sunday, we have the Butler Creek Boys, which are a local gospel um, band that play um, bluegrass and gospel music from here in Silent Springs. More details can be found at SiloamChamber.com. And our partner public radio station in Jonesboro, KASU, is officially hiring Brandon Tabor as its news director. You've heard his reporting here on our show. We look forward to his continued work in Arkansas. Time now for today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. I'm Paul Gatling. On the program today, we've got an interview with Charu Thomas. She is the 25-year-old founder and CEO of Bentonville technology startup, Ox. And earlier this week, Thomas announced the company had raised $12.6 million in Series A funding. We'll also have a rundown of other headlines this week, including details about one of the region's most notable nonprofit leaders, who announced his plans to resign. That's all coming up after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create healthcare solutions for individuals and businesses. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com. First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Tuesday morning at nwabusinessjournal.com, we reported some big news about Bentonville software provider Ox. 
The company announced a $12.6 million Series A funding round that will help fuel its growth in the retail sector. Ox provides artificial intelligence-powered technology to retailers and supply chain companies that improves manual work in facilities like warehouses, micro-fulfillment centers, and stores. The company has numerous Fortune 500 clients, has raised more than $600 million since its launch in 2019, and swelled from 4 to 40 employees in the past 18 months. Charu Thomas is Ox's 25-year-old founder and CEO. She started the company as an engineering undergrad and researcher at Georgia Tech, then relocated to Northwest Arkansas in 2019. Why did she do that? That's one of the questions I asked her in a recent interview following Tuesday's big announcement. Again, congratulations on um, a big milestone, a really big one, $12.6 million in Series A's funding. Um, Big day for you and the Ox team. So you let the cat out of the bag today. We published our story online. It's gotten a lot of clicks. So just give me the emotions you're feeling today. What's been the reaction to the news of the day at Ox? Oh, my gosh. It has been absolutely incredible. First off, I really appreciate you all and your support um, and the entire Northwest Arkansas community. I think it's been really, really exciting, you know, uh, just to kind of break the news and have our, our biggest friends and supporters, you know, right behind. Um, in terms of, you know, the emotions at Ox, I, I know that quite a few of us have been just working, 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 you know, it's, <laughs> It hasn't really stopped, unfortunately. Right. The work doesn't stop. (laughs) Yeah, the work doesn't stop. Um, We actually had a couple of folks on site today with one of our customers, and they've been, you know, on site since this morning at like 6 6 a.m. and just putting in the hours. So I think, think, you know, it's been a really meaningful milestone for us as an organization, but um, it's just day one, right? So we're we're continuing to – to drill down and continuing to work hard and make sure that our operators are supported every day. Sure. All right. So for people who may not know, give us your elevator pitch of what Ox does in just a few sentences. What do you offer and to whom do you offer it? Absolutely. So at Ox, we are building the world's first human-centered automation technology, which is wearable technology that directs frontline operators through artificial intelligence. So today our technology is powering hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue for Fortune 500 enterprises across retail, grocery, and 3PL in the enterprise and mid-market space. And it's been really, really exciting of a journey. Uh, Really, our goal is to excite and empower the frontline workforce and really change the cultural connotation of automation throughout our society. And maybe more importantly, why is Northwest Arkansas the perfect place for you to do that work, for your company to exist in this region? Northwest Arkansas is the home to three Fortune 500 enterprises that are very closely related to the retail and supply chain, alongside 1,300 suppliers and vendors that support them. So the amount of, you know, insight and talent really centered around supply chain and retail is unprecedented and unmatched in any other ecosystem. So I, I, I actually didn't really know too much about the ecosystem until I moved here, but I was so, so thrilled and impressed, and we built an incredible team of over 40 people here in Northwest Arkansas and beyond, and it's just been an incredible journey to be a part of this community. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. You've gone from four to to 40 employees in really like the past year and a half. I mean, you're growing like crazy. How are you finding and developing that talent? Is, is there an adequate talent pipeline here in Northwest Arkansas for the types of jobs you, you have to have? 
I definitely think there's an opportunity, and, and that's why we're so excited about being here in Northwest Arkansas to develop the technology ecosystem in the region. Um, and, you know, we've, we've seen that that's a really important thing for a lot of our investors as well, who are not just based in Northwest Arkansas, but beyond in New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Florida, D.C., all the major markets, as well as more regional markets like Tulsa, uh, Kansas City, and beyond. So um, I, it's, it's really, really important for us to develop the ecosystems here. Uh, and, of course, we're also remote-friendly. We have plenty of teammates across the world, uh, across the country as well, and really just focus on getting the best possible talent and you know, that, that's really what makes the company succeed is having the best possible people on the team, which we, we, we have an absolutely incredible team. And every single day, I, I just wake up so excited to work with them and learn so much from them. Yeah. I want to go back uh, to, to the money for a minute and really underscore uh, a point for our listeners. You know, we've probably become numb to all the successes that we have here in Northwest Arkansas. But uh, and you and I have talked about this, you know, by and large, raising money is hard. It's becoming more challenging for startups for a lot of reasons. So um, when investor cash is hard to come by, and then you've got this startup in Arkansas here that just closed a big funding round, you know, what does that say about your company and just the startup environment in general in Northwest Arkansas that you are able to attract uh, investment dollars here to Northwest Arkansas? Yeah, absolutely. So the National Venture Capital Association, the NBCA, they, they recently reported that this past quarter, fiscal year 2023 Q1, was the lowest amount of capital deployed in early stage startups over the past 11 quarters. So it's pretty clear that macro trends, you know, the, the entire economy, it's, it's harder to raise money today than it was say, 18 to 24 months ago. And it's pretty clear with, you know, just anecdotally, um, I, I have a friend who's the managing director of a venture capital fund, and their frequency of investing went from about eight deals a month to about two deals a month. And many of the deals that they've seen, at least anecdotally, she said about 70% are either down rounds or flat rounds. So bottom line, there is a very different energy within the market to than it was, you know, than there was two years ago or right. 18 months ago. Right. I think one of the things that's really important about our vision for human-centered automation is it really does resonate uh, with our investors and with the entire community. And so I think that's been really, really exciting, especially in, in addition to that, I think it's just a testament to the technology as well as the world-class team that we've built. And that is Charu Thomas with Bentonville tech startup Ox, which closed a big investment round this week to the tune of $12.6 million. Again, we've got that story online now at nwabusinessjournal.com. In other news this week, Asa Hutchinson officially launched his presidential campaign Wednesday in front of the Benton County Courthouse in downtown Bentonville. Hutchinson is the fifth candidate to declare officially for the GOP nomination including former President Donald Trump. Wishfluence, a Bentonville startup that has developed an app used by jewelry stores, has received $100,000 from their Windrock International Validation Fund. That's a nonprofit fund focused on investing in validation stage startups in Arkansas. And David Roth is resigning as the CEO of Fayetteville nonprofit Work Matters. Roth founded Work Matters in October 2003, he said he will officially step down December 31st this year. The Work Matters Board of Directors hopes to have a new CEO in place this fall. 
For more news, visit us online at nwabusinessjournal.com, where you can follow our reporting each and every day. I'm Paul Gatling, and that's the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time, thanks for listening. If you want to know a difference between Timothy Dennis and me, here it is. Right now in the Harold and Blanchcock News Studio, Timothy is in short sleeves. I am in a long sleeve shirt, a t-shirt under that, and a jacket over that. I do not understand how you can be warm right now. Well, I wore a jacket to work, but now that I'm in the building, I don't need it. Do you have a space heater going right now in the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio? I do not. I wanted to. But in the interest of, you know, saving the planet, I did not turn on a space heater in late April. You I'm, put on a jacket I'm instead. Just and I, it out. I applaud you. Let's talk about music. That's what we're here to do. Right? There you go. Yes. Okay. So it's a big weekend for music for various reasons. All right. But let's just jump right in. Tomorrow night, Kingfish in Fayetteville is going to welcome back the Chris Slogger Band. Oh, I will have a jacket on for that. It's I'm, outside. Yeah, it is. Yes. That gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night again at Kingfish in Fayetteville. Still on Dixon Street in Fayetteville, Smoke and Barrel is going to have a rock and roll show of their own featuring Milden Hall, Tao of Lucy, and Townhouse Fire. Okay. It shines bright like gold, leaves a twinkle in my eye. Take a hit and watch me fly away. for that show is $5. Starts at 9 o'clock tomorrow night again at Smoke and Barrel in Fayetteville. Okay, up in Bentonville. Tomorrow night is the start of this year's Home Sweet Home Festival. I love the whole idea behind this. I do too, and I love a lot of the bands who are actually playing this year because a lot of the bands we've actually had in our studio at one point or another or we've had on our show elsewhere. And Home Sweet Home, the idea is that you're in folks' homes. Yeah, they have, you know, Axe Books, all evening, yeah. about six or seven different houses throughout town. Love it. Friday artists include Nature and Madness from mm-hmm. Tulsa. Red doors line the avenue. My little kids line. Tin cans on a low. Ashton Barbary, Jamie Lou Connolly is coming back from Nashville. Uh, Common Roots, National Park Radio over from Harrison, Kaylin Fay from Tulsa, Matt the Electrician, and many, many other artists. The Headliners, which the Headliner show takes place at Meteor Guitar Gallery for Friday night, are Ira Wolf and David Ramirez. Okay. $60 will get you a one-day pass for either Friday or Saturday. And that allows you entry into all of the shows. Gotcha. Starts at 6 o'clock Friday evening, again, at various locations in Bentonville. So do you have to get two one-day passes then? If you Yes, but they have a special okay. coupon okay. code where you get a little bit gotcha. off if you get both. Gotcha. Over in Siloam Springs, Creekside Tap Room is going to have Patty Steele and Michael Tisdale on stage. Yeah. That gets underway at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, again at Creekside Tap Room in Siloam. Dogwood Festival weekend in Siloam. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, moving on, over in Eureka Springs, Chelsea's is going to have the Trevor Turla Band in the house. Uh, Trevor, he's a horn player from KC. Ooh. Plays trombone, so think brass. Okay. okay. 
Driver's $5 starts at 10 o'clock tomorrow night again at Chelsea's in Eureka Springs. Then down in Fort Smith tomorrow night, The Majestic is going to have the Texas country band Cameron Sackey band in the house. We were something's never gonna change If it did, then it wouldn't be the same Covers $15 in advance, goes up to $20 at the door. Starts at 8 o'clock tomorrow night again at the Majestic in Fort Smith. Okay, moving ahead to Saturday. Mm -hmm. Smoke and Barrel in Fayetteville is going to have a hard rock show featuring the band's Claw Marks American from Prairie Grove, The Salesman from Bentonville, and Holy Smokes in town from Little Rock. Cover for that show is $5. Starts at 9.30 Saturday night again at Smoke and Barrel in Fayetteville. Moving on. 612 Coffee House in Fayetteville Saturday night are going to have the Motivator Trio in the house. So that's Buddy? It's Buddy and uh, Brenda and Steve Bass. Okay. The trio we yeah. had in a few months ago. Oh, they were so fun. They were amazing. Yes. You gotta move. Get up. Get out of your seat. You Things improve move. with a groove. Can't you feel that beat? You, you gotta move. Get up. Get your friends and unite. And keep on. That starts at 7 o'clock Saturday night again at 612 Coffee House in Fayetteville. And up in Bentonville, the Momentary is having a band in the house that you might know called The Roots. Yes. Yes, indeed. This is a huge, huge get. Yeah, it's so big that they're closing down the Momentary all day Saturday in preparation for it. Uh, I mean, Questlove, what do you? What can he not do? He's yeah. an Oscar winner. He He's an accomplished author, a wonderful musician, television show star. Tickets for that show are $55. That begins at 9 o'clock Saturday night at the Momentary in Bentonville. Speaking of Bentonville, Home yes. Sweet Home Festival continues Saturday. Saturday artists include Eddie Canyon, Melody Pond, Cameron Johnson, Drew McLaughlin, RLI, Mia Jeldum, Jackson Hoyt, and many more. The headline, right. We've had a lot of those folks yeah. on our show. And then the headliners are Smokey in the Mirror and Joshua James. We love these people. Yeah. Again, one day passes are $60. Music starts at 5 o'clock Saturday, again, at various locations in Bentonville. Okay, over in Eureka Springs Saturday night, Got a Hold Brewing is going to have the band Goalie Washer on their stage. <laughs> They're an Americana band from Kansas City, as you might imagine. Yeah. That starts at 5 o'clock Saturday again at Got a Hold Brewing in Eureka Springs. And then down in Fort Smith Saturday night, Temple Live is going to have 90s country sensation Jody Messina on oh, stage. Oh, wow! Yeah. Okay. Middle school me is kind of losing his mind right now. <laughs> Tickets for that start at $48. It starts at 8 o'clock Saturday night again at Temple Live in Fort Smith. If you don't want to go all the way south to Fort Smith Saturday night. Ozark or you live in Fort Smith and you want to go somewhere else. Exactly. Right. Ozark Folkways in Winslow is going to have Shiloh Molina and the Honky Tonk Flame. I mean, that's kind of... The halfway point for us from yeah. Fort Smith or Northwest Arkansas, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Cover is $10. That starts at 6 o'clock Saturday night again at Ozark Folkways in Winslow. Okay, Sunday. 
JJ's Live and Fable is going to have shaky graves in the house. Well, you say, oh, I love so many women, only so many women love and driving me wild. Yeah, they say, oh, you get lost in complexion. Tickets are $30 in advance. They go up to $35 on Sunday. Starts at 7.30 Sunday night again at JJ's Live in Fayetteville. Also Sunday night in Fayetteville, the Northwest Arkansas Jazz Society Jazz All-Stars Youth Ensemble concert takes place at Walden Arts Center. That's right. Tickets are $15. Uh, Starts at 6 o'clock Sunday evening again at Walton Arts Center's Star Theater. Also Sunday night, (laughs) Chelsea's over in Eureka Springs is welcoming home the band Sad Daddy. Oh, wow. Covers $10. That'll start at 6 o'clock Saturday night again at Chelsea's in Eureka Springs. And then finally, one more show to let you know about. It's taking place next Wednesday at Nomad's Trailside in Fayetteville. It's a hard rock show featuring the band's Steak Sauce Mustache in town from Oregon. I knew you would like that name <laughs> yeah, for some I reason. I, I just knew it. <laughs> also, My Hands to War, a band from Little Rock. Take Rest, which is a band in town from Oklahoma. And then a new band, new hardcore band by the name of Jowls. Cover is $10. That starts at 8 o'clock next Wednesday, again at Nomad's Trailside in Midtown Fayetteville. All right. Wow. Thank you, Timothy. You're welcome. KUAF is supported by Hendricks College, offering engaged learning by linking classrooms to the world and developing career skills throughout its curriculum. Hendricks graduates pursue medical, law, and other advanced degrees, preparing students to lead lives of accomplishment. Hendricks.edu slash connect for more information. KUAF is giving away tickets to the 2023 Spaceberry Music Festival, May 11th through the 13th on the farm in Eureka Springs. This three-day jam and funk festival welcomes Arkansas, Forgotten Space, Flinkwick, and more. Winners announced on Friday, May 5th during Ozarks at Large. KUAF.com for registration and more information. This is Ozarks at Large. Inside the atrium at the Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History in Fayetteville is a replica of a Delta juke joint. With uh, some of the famous posters and some of the things, the authenticity of having the cypress and the tent to give it that authentic experience. Orson Weems is the executive director and co-founder of the Music Education Initiative, the Northwest Arkansas-based nonprofit group that brought the juke joint here. Previously, it had been situated inside the Clinton Presidential Museum in Little Rock. Weems says he wants people to use this juke joint experience it. The lectures, we've done podcasts there. We've had people that have just done impromptu uh, poetry and singing. And then we've had uh, classes from UA there. We've spoken to students there. And this weekend, the Juke Joint will host another experience, a free concert featuring Pura Coco and the Ozark Highballers. Dr. Krista Bentley, assistant professor of musicology at the University of Arkansas, says the weekend performance is tied to a gathering of music historians taking place in Fayetteville. The impetus for the project is that we have a a chapter meeting of the American Musicological Society in town this weekend um, presenting research on all various music history topics. And the American Musicological Society, or AMS, has a grant going on right now for these chapters, local regional chapters, meetings to 
attach performances to the meetings and have uh, more music and more celebration. So chapters across the country are creating these these performances along the theme of the grant, Many Musics of America. Bentley says Saturday's concert also serves as a sort of preview of the Smithsonian's Folk Life Festival this summer, taking place in Washington, D.C., called The Ozarks, Faces and Facets of a Region. You know, I was excited about the Smithsonian, but also thought, how many folks from Arkansas are going to get to see it, you know, um, because it will be happening in D.C., and many of us will be here. So the Smithsonian has local tie-in events anytime they do a program over the summer, and we were able to get in touch with um, the folks creating the program for for their summer festival and figure out how to bring some of those artists um, and awareness of their, their program to Fayetteville this weekend. Um, and there are this summer going to be people from all over the Ozarks region, near and far. Uh, what we decided to do was talk about the musicians and cultures and musical styles from Northwest Arkansas that are going to be uh, a part of the program this summer. The performance from Puricoco and the Ozark Highballers begins at 5.30 Saturday evening at the Juke Joint inside the Pryor Center on the Fayetteville Square. That performance, free and open to the public. Associate Professor and Chair of the Music Department at the University of Arkansas, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. 
We open San Perimeter today with the second movement of Bacchiana Brasileira Number no. 1, a composition for eight cellos written by the Brazilian composer Eitor Villalobos in 1930. The piece is inspired by the music of Johann Sebastian Bach, but also incorporates elements of Brazilian folk music. Baquena Brasileira No. 1 is a beautiful and unique work that showcases the expressive and virtuosic qualities of the cello. This piece is characterized by its lush and bright harmonies, an intricate interaction of musical lines and rhythmic vitality. Let us enjoy the rest of this movement entitled Prelude Modinha, referring vaguely to a Baroque slow piece and to a Brazilian sentimental love song, performed by the Yale cellos under the direction of Aldo Parizzo. This was the Yale cellos under the direction of Aldo Parizzo, second movement of Bacchiana Brasileira No. 1, a composition for eight cellos written by the Brazilian composer Eitor Villalobos. Born in 1980 to a musical family in Bulgaria, Dobrinka Tabakova moved to London in 1991, 
where she has lived since, holding both Bulgarian and British citizenships. She graduated from the Guildhall School of Music and Drama and holds a PhD in composition from King's College in London. Her music has been commissioned and performed by leading musicians and ensembles, and her album, String Pads, nominated for a Grammy in 2014. Tabakova wrote Whispered Lullaby, a short work for viola and piano in 2004. She says in her program notes for this work, Quote, this musical sketch was inspired by a passage from Goethe's Faust, where the spirits paint a nocturnal picture of a still lake reflecting a glistening full moon. Let us listen to Whispered Lullaby, performed by Maxim Rizanov, viola, and Evelyn Chang, piano. Whispered Lullaby for Viola and Piano by Bulgarian-British composer Dobrinka Tabakova, performed by Maxim Rizanov, Viola and Evelyn Chang, Piano. 
Today in Sound Perimeter, we listen to music evocative of beauty, brilliance, and transcendence by composers Eidor Villalobos and Dobrinka Tabakova. I hope you enjoyed these meditative selections and found in them a pause for the busyness of our world. This is Leah Uribe, Associate Professor and Chair of the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter, a show written and hosted by me and produced by Timothy Dennis, KUAF 91.3 in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Sound Perimeter is a segment dedicated to diverse voices in and around music. I hope it will expand your knowledge and connection to inclusive sounds and let music infiltrate your lives and transform your realities. See you soon. Tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, Northwest Arkansas Ballet Theater is taking a brand new collection of choreographies on the road all over Northwest Arkansas. When um, I was being interviewed by the board of directors of NWA Ballet Theater, they asked me what my vision for the company was, and I said, well, it's clearly a regional company, NWA, so my vision would be to make sure that we're serving all the people within NWA, at least you know, a handful of those cities, you know, and um, so I got right on it and, you know, went to Rogers, you know, talked to people there and here in Fayetteville. Artistic Director Stephen Wynn on tomorrow's Ozarks at Large at noon and 7 p.m. and by asking your smart speaker to please play Ozarks at Large. Support for KUAF comes from Westwood Gardens, a family-owned garden center with four locations in northwest Arkansas. Westwood plants are grown locally and offer a variety of annuals, perennials, hanging baskets, and more. Westwoodgardens.com for information. Little Wing Productions presents Dave Mason coming to the City Auditorium in Eureka Springs Thursday, July 27th at 7.30 p.m. Reserve tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at tickets.thundertix.com. This is 91.3 KUAF, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Rogers, and Waldron. Contributors to today's show included Jacqueline Froelich, Leah Uribe, and Paul Gatling. Matthew Moore covered the presidential bid announcement of Asa Hutchinson for us. Additional help today came from the hardworking news staff at KUAR, Public Radio in Little Rock. Timothy produced today's program as well as today's sound perimeter inside the Herald and Blanchcock News Studio. We also had production assistance today from Stephanie Brock. We will be back with you tomorrow at noon and 7 for a Friday edition of Ozarks at Large. Plan to have Michael Tilley from Talk Business and Politics to help us cover a busy week. From the Carver Center for Public Radio, I'm Kyle Kellums. I'm Timothy Dennis. Please be well.